guys welcome back once again to the organic football podcast it's monday night football it's coming down to the wire guys this is what i would call the nitty-gritty we have a lot of uh games riding on the line here and a lot of fantasy outcomes in addition to a great football game that we're watching so let's get right into it we got some weekend action to recap as well as we're checking in on this uh chiefs ravens monday night tilt and they're getting it after it out there so let me send it over to my co-host, check in with those guys. Brad, what's going on today, buddy? Uh, good to see you, man, and it's Monday Night Football. What's up with you? Stressing, man. I'm stressing. <laughs> I'm literally up by like 2.8 points or 0.28 points, so literally two yards and I lose. So, yeah, it's a stressful time. And you you as well, Mark. Stressful oh, yes. for you. 3 know is a lot different than 2-1. and one. Or 1-2. Or and two. One and two and oh and three for sure. Oh and three and one and two. Yeah. Are very That's almost even bigger. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man. So yeah, it's coming down to it here, man. Uh, Mahomes is driving down the field, fourth quarter, about eleven and a half minutes left. So we will see how this all shakes out. And we'll definitely keep an eye on it, man. Uh so Rich, you chimed in already, but check in over there with you. I know you had another solid performance from your squad, a nice fantasy weekend. And- How's everything else going, buddy? Everything's been good, Mark. Uh, glad to be here again, hanging out with you guys, watching Thursday night football or Thursday night, <laughs> Monday night. I'm so screwed up yeah. on my days watching all this football film. <laughs> this game is way too good for Thursday night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do the Thursday night games got to suck so bad? Uh, but no, this is this is what we're doing this for, man. Is is closing out these games? I, I, not that I wanted it to be this way for you guys, but you're coming down to the wire. Uh, stress is stress level is maxed out for you guys right now. Brad up by freaking point to Mark trying to come back with Pat Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. It, it's great, man. This is what fantasy football is. I love it. No, no offense to you guys and your <laughs> stress levels, but uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're in the catbird seat, man. You just get to sit back and watch uh, what plays out here, whether it's a heartbreak or uh, I don't know, a massive amount of rejoicing, I might think, if uh, these Chiefs and Pat Mahomes pull it off for me. But all right, guys, we got a lot to get into here. A bunch of games to recap for everybody. A lot of interesting fantasy angles that took place over the weekend in week three. And uh, we got to get into that. But before we do, we're going to talk about our social media real quick, just to make sure everybody's uh, checking us out on there. And we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're cranking out the content, and of course, you know, stream the podcast on uh, all the different apps. So anything else to add to that, Rich? Uh, no, I, I would say, you know, we did put it out there for people to chime in to us. Uh, I haven't gotten anything yet. Uh, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> keep no. refreshing your inbox, bro. Yes, keep refreshing. <laughs> uh, no, but really, though, we're out here to help. We like yeah. to help people. That's that's kind of why we got into this gig. So, like, uh, honestly, if you want to send us some stuff, we'll, we'll help you out. I was helping out my son this week with his fantasy team. I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a helpful guy and, 
and uh, get people the right starts, get people the right waiver pickups. So, you know, hit us up. Uh, we're here for you. Yeah, right on, man. And for sure, when it comes to my fantasy starts, you know, I got a mind of my own and uh, I, I usually go with my gut on things. But we did talk about Pat Mahomes versus Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm glad I kind of listened to you guys. On it. You start the man, Patrick Mahomes, uh, regardless. Don't overthink this shit, Mark. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad you listened, Mark. I'm so glad. I finally listened to you guys once. One time. <laughs> one time. One time. <laughs> You've listened here in one time. Uh, <laughs> Fuji's call out. Uh, I like it. One time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, I was happy to see you went with Mr. Patrick Mahomes this evening. Uh, good, good decision. You've listened to a yeah. few different things. You've you've definitely tuned out some of our stuff, but you've listened to a few different things too. I saw you picked up Jeff Wilson this week. I like that pickup. Well, Rich, I think you put it out there on Instagram. You know, every fantasy manager you've talked about it before. You you be your own expert, man. You take in the information yeah. from all the different angles, and you make your own decisions and roll with it, man. So I like how you uh, how you frame that. I think it's important, man. I, you know, you, you find your sources. I've, I've said it several times, but find your sources. Find the guys you like. I listen to about five, six different people. Uh, I read a lot of articles, and then I just hunker down and make my own decision at the end of the day. The one biggest thing I have to say is watch the game. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much. Like, you watch, like, Mostart had, like, 88 yards rushing at touchdown. You're like, oh, that's a pretty good game. But when you realize 81 of it came on one run, you're like, oh, I don't know. You, that might be a that totally changes your mindset. So if you just look at the stat lines, you can't really get a clear painted picture. So I mean, I know it's hard. Everyone's got families, jobs, extracurricular things they got going on. But if you really want to be successful, put the time in, watch the games. You're going to be way better at making decisions. Hell yeah, man! And uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Uh, recap some of these games. A lot of them to talk about. Uh, let's start. I think maybe on Sunday night football. That was a hell of a game last night. Green Bay and New Orleans, uh, just a lot of fantasy action that went on, a lot of interesting notes. and But at the top of the list, Alva Kamara continuing to do what he does. And Rich, I mean, I know he's on your squad. He's a great draft pick. You know, thus far he's been awesome. He's been healthy. But he just really looks like he's having fun out there, man. I mean, he is one of these guys that he just loves to play the game. So uh, he's tearing it up right now for you. Your thoughts on Kamara, bro? Yeah, bro. He he's he has come out. He has been stellar, absolutely stellar. And honestly, like if you watch the game, you see that they are utilizing Latavius Murray as kind of more the running guy. Honestly, that doesn't scare me. If if Alvin Kamara is still getting his you know eighteen touches, he's going to produce. So um, that may have been something that some people out there might have been a little scared off on Alvin Kamara. Maybe they were looking at the contract situation, but. I I put my faith in this situation, and it's paid off very well. He's, I believe he's the number one running back, and I believe um, most people, if we redrafted today, could see and say probably they would draft him as the number one running back. Well, you got a play coming up here for you guys. I think I might be ahead of you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We got the old uh, tackle eligible Eric Fisher, I believe, of the Chiefs, (laughs) the lineman. With a big two-yard touchdown catch from Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes. that was uh, <laughs> wow. I thought that was Kelsey for a minute, Brad. I thought uh, I thought I was gonna have to break some bad news to you, bro. Dude, I'm like no. two plays behind a man, so I'm sweating it. They all made these faces. I'm like, is that it? Is it done or what? <laughs> <laughs> the tackle eligible. I hope he reported. I don't see any yellow laundry on the field. They always say number seventy-two reporting. Yeah. Oh eligible. yeah, he got him. Nice catch. 
by the big man. That put Marks back in his lead, and that puts Brad with Kelsey back on the bench. <laughs> you know, Siro, you're making me sweat it, man. You're making me sweat it. <laughs> I'm hanging around back there. I'm seven points back at that top spot, man. I, I still have an outside shot. Rich, you can take the 30. I'll take the win. <laughs> I hope. Give it to Dash all the rest of the game, man. You can oh, take yeah, that 30 man. bucks. I want the win. Rich, if the Dash gets it done for you tonight, you know, we could give him yet another nickname. I was thinking the Fresh Prince of L Air. I don't know if anybody's uh, coined Ooh, that one. That's this fresh. Year. I like that. I like that. You can come up with a whole song for the guy, too. <laughs> Wheels are churning. Got twist turned upside down. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Yo, home, smell you later. One thing I got to say is Aaron Rodgers obviously looks a lot better than we all give him credit for. I thought he was going to be kind of more trash this year, but he looks like he's got something to prove. I just wonder if it's going to be able to hold up the whole year. Because I know sometimes come like that cold time, his numbers tend to drop under 250. You know, they rely heavily on Aaron Jones. So I, I kind of wonder how that's going to hold up. But as it stands, I mean... They're they're top notch in the NFC right now, and they showed it last last night. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, just thinking about, I mean, the Saints are actually one and two right now, which is a little surprising because they've looked like a really good team. But uh, yeah, I mean, Green Bay got them last night and basically just outscored them. So nice win for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers on a tear. Regardless of who he's got at receiver, it looks like he's getting the job done. So, all right, uh, let's move on to the. Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals, guys. Little bit of a downer to talk about this game. Uh, not sure what happened at the end. Just the uh, Cardinals defense couldn't quite, you know. Matthew Stafford, he's one of these guys. He just always keeps his team in striking distance, it seems like, you know, when he's playing well. As bad as Detroit is, seems like they always have a shot at the end. And sometimes they get it done, sometimes they don't. But they happen to get it done and, you know, deliver the first loss of the season to the Cardinals. So, your thoughts, Rich, on that game and also how Kyler Murray played, man. A little bit uh, too many mistakes I saw. Ash, I'm going to take this one, Mark, because uh, I kind of owe everyone an apology, the Arizona fans. I kind of called out Stafford in a Instagram post, <laughs> and I kind of jinxed it, you know, made okay. him play better. I kind of told him it wasn't a top 10, and he threw it down on it. So that's kind of on me, guys. I apologize. <laughs> but uh, I will say this was a classic trap game for the Cardinals. They thought they had this one in the bag. They came in unprepared. Obviously, rookie mistakes were happening. But I will say they did. I mean, it's it's impressive that they kept it close. And even though he made mistakes, it's kind of reassuring to know that, like, this is just the beginning. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to get so much better. So, like, even though this prediction of this year, they may not win the Super Bowl or even go, you know, be the top four at the end. But I will say in the coming years, they will win a Super Bowl with this team. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if that's our if that's our check in, Brad, is that is that you dialing back your prediction on the Cardinals? No, I'm just not feeling as confident. I still think they'll finish second in the division, and they'll be one of the last four teams standing. I watched the game obviously, and it, it was a frustrating one. Kyler Murray, he went back to some some stuff you might see from his rookie year, so I think he. He got a little confident in himself, thought he could like thread the needle on a few of those throws where he just couldn't. The, the plays weren't there. So I would have liked to see him like tone it down and take some check downs in those situations or just throw the ball away. He'll learn from it. He's he, You could see the anger on his face in the game. He was not happy with himself. Um, and the defense played like shit, man. B- bottom line, they played like shit. Um, 
Uh, one note from the game uh, that will come up next week, uh, Brad, I think you'll like this. They're going to move uh, Simmons to safety, I think. They're running low on players back there, so Isaiah Simmons should be playing safety next week. I think that oh, might shit. actually be nice for him. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. interesting, man, being drafted as a linebacker like that. I guess he's uh, versatile. I didn't know that about him. Oh, yeah. Simmons Simmons plays all over the field. He can okay. play slot. He can play slot corner. Uh, oh. It was one of the one of the main things about him is that he can play anywhere. They wanted to put him in at linebacker. They're obviously stacked at linebacker right now, so it right. it only makes sense to move him to a safety position. I like it. I think it's going to be really good for him to just go out there and make some plays from the back end, as opposed to like really trying to read out the field everywhere from the linebacker position. I think it'll play out really nicely for him, and hopefully they start making plays back there. Is that kind of what the honey badger was back in the day? Yeah. He's a giant version of the Honey Badger. Yeah. Another guy uh, on the Cardinals I did want to mention, though, Andy Isabella found the end zone twice. So that's kind of interesting. You know, with Christian Kirk, uh, I think he's on the mend uh, with uh, some health issues. So, you know, a- Isabella got a little more playing time, and uh, next thing you know, he's in the end zone twice. Do so you think he might be a fantasy play at some point this year, Rich? No, I think that was just a product of Christian Kirk being out. Okay. Um, so – You'll see that, okay, if, if Christian Kirk remains out for the next week or so, uh, I think he could be a decent little play if you're looking for that, like, second flex guy. Um, past that, no, not really. And that that's a shot in the dark. I, I prefer to have more depth, more solid guys. I, I think Andy Isabella is a broken play type guy where he beats somebody and you still got to get him the ball. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, Kyler Murray can do that, but I don't, I don't think he's a – confident play you i like to be confident in my guys right right yeah so yeah see the thing i think about him is kind of like a mikhail hardman type guy you know Mm. he went off tonight but there's gonna be a lot of games he's gonna get one reception for five yards yeah so i mean it's i mean you can spot start him if you kind of see the matchup and can really see it clearly but i mean man you got to really know your stuff to do that so to me just stay away there's so many more options out there it's like one of the deepest years for wide receivers so let him be, let someone else pick him up and make the wrong start. Right on, guys. And on the Lions side of the ball, I mean, we mentioned that Stafford came through. Kenny Galladay got back in the lineup. You know, he had a touchdown. He looked like the hamstring was not bothering him. So that's a good sign for uh, Kenny Galladay fantasy managers uh, going forward. So any other thoughts about the Detroit side of the ball? Uh, one real quick thing. I saw I saw a lot of good stuff from the offensive line and I- – Funny though, I, I saw a lot of Adrian Peterson out there too. So, but what I saw was there was a lot of plays to be had, and Adrian Peterson was just too slow to get to the play. If they look at the tape and see that some of that, I, I hope they start to move towards the real guy in this backfield. I, I think the the guy with the talent, the guy who should be getting the ball, is DeAndre Swift. So, I mean, that maybe there's some reservations with the rookie there. Maybe Matt Patricia doesn't use his rookies as much, but he's the talent. He's the talented guy, and if he, if he was on those field, the field for those plays, I honestly think the Cardinals' defense would have gotten chewed up even worse. He might be blacklisted or blackballed from that first uh, that catch he missed against the Bears. Yeah, he's got to earn it back. That makes sense. All right, guys. Uh, next game, as we're continuing to watch this Monday Night Football, i got about six and a half minutes left. Ravens are driving uh, Chiefs with a 34-20 lead. So a lot to monitor here. And the next game we're going to get to you guys, this was a crazy game. The L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. 
I watched virtually all of this game, and uh, my mind was a little bit blown at the way this game went. The Bills went up 28-3, to and the Rams come all the way back only to see Josh Allen uh, win it with a clutch touchdown at the end. So what did you see fantasy-wise from that game and, you know, just the way that game played out, Brad? Well, I mean, the one thing that stood out in my mind is the Rams are a really good team, mm-hmm. and Josh Allen is an amazing quarterback. Because, I mean, did you see that one play where he stiff-armed the guy into the other dude and then shook the other dude and then threw the ball? Yep. Like, dude, that's, like, superhuman. He doesn't even look like that. Like, if Cam did that or Big Ben, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, these are big guys. He doesn't look that big. And it's just, like, these stiff arms he's thrown. It's like, wow. And he's running the ball. Like, I mean, he looks like a Christian McCaffrey throwing the ball. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Josh Allen, he's pretty incredible. Um, He does a lot of good stuff. He, uh... He also does some weird stuff here and there. Like there's always these, I swear there's always a player too, where I'm just like, what was he thinking? Like, I don't even understand how he like conceived of to do what he did within the play. Like the one, the one play when they were driving, they were about the 20 yard line. He's running. He's got about six yards in front of him to gain. And he just, all of a sudden just like laterals the ball and it flies out of bounds. And you're like, Whoa, dude, what? what was the consideration there? And so, you know, super talented guy, but he does make mistakes. He is a little bit mistake prone. So something to look at there. Um, But honestly, the guy's super talented. He's, he's going to be a top five quarterback fantasy wise this year. Other side of the ball. um, One note that I had is that this LA Rams offensive line has really turned itself around. These guys are out there getting push. LA is, is back to running the ball. I, I think they're, more run focused than they've ever been, even when they had Todd Gurley at his max. So look out for that. I mean, the, the running game is on point with the offensive line pushing, with them focusing on running the ball and throwing the ball off a of play action and all the action that they put out there, you know, jet sweep stuff. Like this team is a very good team and we undervalued them before the year started. Isn't that funny? You could like talk about Todd Gurley and like before the knees and after knees, like in like Jesus Christ errors. <laughs> You know, like, oh, we talking like the BK era or like the AK era? Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, Todd Gurley in the BK. Whoa. AK? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. (laughs) That's hilarious. So real quick about Josh Allen in that game, guys. I saw this stat today, and this kind of blew my mind. Josh Allen, for his career in the red zone, he has 42 touchdowns and one turnover. So I thought that was pretty wild. That's pretty good. That is actually a a good point. I was saying he makes these weird decisions. He doesn't really do that in the red zone. He does it like in the middle of the field. He'll he'll Mm -hmm. create these weird plays and weird turnovers. And he he overthrows the ball a lot. But he actually does really hone in once he gets in the red zone. It's a very, very good stat. As a little spoiler alert for them, as a previous Josh Allen owner, I can tell you, that the one thing he's really good at is finding the end zone and getting those rushing touchdowns. But the one thing that always, I mean, I had last year too, is sometimes he likes to run with that head down. And so sometimes he can get that big pop and then, you know, you go in that blue tent and that's it for a couple of games. So that's the only, my only main concern with him is he gets that concussion and then he's just out for a game or two. And then you have to, you know, deal with that. So. That's my only big concern with him. Yeah, and like you guys said, just we we completely missed the boat on the Rams. You know, McVay looks like he's got them, you know, kind of back to the offense, how it was playing in their Super Bowl year. So 
a lot to be excited about for Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, fantasy managers. You know, Jared Goff, he had a terrible first half, and then he came back and, like, salvaged his day and really almost brought him back. So I was kind of surprised by that. All right, uh, next game, guys. I want to talk about this Washington-Cleveland game. Uh, get your thoughts on this one. The Browns improved to 2-1. and one. Uh, They're back over 500 for the first time in a while. You know, one thing I noticed about this offense is that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are getting a lot of work, and Baker Mayfield has no problem dumping off the ball to his running backs. And then the wide receivers, uh, OBJ and Landry, and uh, also Hooper at tight end, are not quite getting uh, fed the ball as much. Are, are you seeing the same thing, Rich? Oh, yeah. I, I called it coming into the season that I felt like this was going to be a very run-heavy offense. I felt like Chubb and Hunt were going to be plays due to that. Um, now, it's definitely played out that way. They're running the ball over 32 times a game. Uh, they're utilizing both backs out of the backfield. They're both pass-catching backs. So they're they're both well-rounded backs. They're These guys are the people you want off this team. I, I, they don't throw the ball enough and with efficiency. So I, I like run games that lead into the passing game where they're ready and willing to open it up, whereas this Cleveland team – seems pretty satisfied with mostly just running the shit out of the ball. So, um, and probably wisely so with Baker at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, dude. That's it. I'm, I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Oh man. So Kelsey just got his catch for about 15, 20 yards here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saw it go ah. down, Brad. It's all right. Man. These things happen. Yeah. Tough loss. Brad Brad loses unless there's a fumble here or something. I'm but... telling you, you put up 125 in our league, you can't hang your head down, man. I mean, nope. you did nope. what you had to do, and someone else just had a little bit more. So that's all. Yeah, I was rooting for you, man. I thought I thought it was I thought it was out there, man. I thought it was possible. <laughs> but uh it came close, man. Three three fifty-five left when it happens. Like, dude, like that's a that's a battle, man. Unbelievable. Hey, man, the way this thing is going, there could be a Kelsey fumble, man. So I'm going to give you still one sliver of hope, Brad. This game has been crazy, bro. So you're saying there's a chance. They're going to get to a third down here. They throw the ball, then Kelsey fumbles. Well, he's got to fumble less than six yards. He's <laughs> a short a pass. Catch and a fumble. A short pass and a fumble. He yeah, a ten-yard yeah. catch and a fumble. He's still <laughs> God damn it. I, I wish I didn't know the numbers. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Ah, well, it looks like uh, Mark is still hanging on, just burly. Oh, man, I don't <laughs> even want to look, man. I don't even want to look. It's so crazy. Okay, all right, all right. Let's do another game, commercial break. Let's do <laughs> I, I don't even want to look, bro. <laughs> don't tell me. Oh, we're on Washington-Cleveland. We were still talking all to right. them. On the Washington side of the ball – Tough luck. I did tell people to pick up a Washington football team defense, which I think Mark took my advice. Yep, yep. I found that to be very solid advice mm. at the time. Unfortunately, this weekend, I think you'll see there was a big change in this game when yeah. Chase Young went out, man. He yep. got hurt, and it just – that that's one of the main reasons I want that team It is because of Chase Young. They have a lot of good defensive linemen. But, man, that guy's a difference maker. So it, it's, a, it's a tough loss. I was thinking the same thing. You know, Chase Young was the main reason I wanted to pick them up. And they still have a good team around him, but he was kind of that spark plug, that rookie, that was really going to do some damage. So did you hear if his injury is like a major one, Rich? 
ACL, man. Was it? I think so. I think that's what I read. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, it's a tough one because I honestly feel like this was a really good defense and a, a defense to hold on to. Yeah. I wouldn't drop them necessarily right out the gate because they do have players. They do play in that kind of shitty division mm-hmm. where everything kind of muddles up. So it's a, it's a it's a defense to really still hold on to. I just don't see like I would take a couple weeks and reevaluate them as a starter, basically. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, and I mean the only reason I started them was because the Bears were playing in Atlanta. And- I don't know. Is it time to get to that game, guys? Let's keep it cranking. I mean, Let's do that it. was an interesting one. Let's talk uh, about. Oh, oh, I'm joking. <clears throat> I'm joking, guys. You're right? joking. You okay, Brad? You're yeah, right? I, I'm, I just finished watching the Atlanta game. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, for real though. Like, can, can this shit? Like, is this for real? Like, they did it again. Oh, this is unreal. Like, people have got like heads got to roll for this. You would think, man. You would absolutely think that at this point, with what they've been through there, but. Honestly, I don't. I don't know. There's there's a, a, a res- respect from the players for Dan Quinn. I know last year they rallied around him and played really well in the back half of the year. I don't know. I think you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna see Dan Quinn keeping his job right now. I just get that feeling. I, I don't understand it, but they do rally around him. So let's see if that happens again. This is a talented team, man. So they're they're mm-hmm. underperforming. No doubt, man. And you know we could get into Todd Gurley if you guys really want to, but he's he's clearly in a timeshare situation in Atlanta with Brian Hill and Edo Smith. So you know, not a lot to be excited about on that front. Calvin Ridley still looks real good. You know, on the Bears side, guys. I mean, the big news: Mitch Trubisky got pulled. In comes Nick Foles, and once again off the bench, man, he rips open his shirt. He's got an S on his chest, and. I mean, somehow, some way, he brought the Bears back. When you saw that go down, uh, Rich, what were your thoughts, man? I was just happy to see it. We've talked about it uh, preseason, but I would like to see better quarterback play. And so they gave Mitchell his time. Uh, they see they seen him for through two weeks. They've seen him for years. Finally, they've said we've made the decision. They've come out and said now too, he's the yeah. starter going forward, which is the right decision. So good, we're going to see better quarterback play in Chicago, which is what I've wanted all along. So once we see that, look out, man. I, I, I was talking to Brad earlier today. You know, they're 3-0, and and they've locked all the way into that 3-0. Yeah. But that's also they've underperformed and underplayed in those games. They haven't played up to their potential. And now, right. you, put, now you put in a competent quarterback on top yeah. of it. So I still like the Bears, and I like them more today. I like their pieces more today because of Nick Foles. I just picture Mark lying there in bed while he's going to sleep and Rich just sitting in a chair next to him reading stories about how the Bears are going to be good. And he's like, and I think David Montgomery is going to be a top 10 back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Trubisky is going to go. Nick Foles will be better. Yeah. I just roll over and fall asleep every time, man. It's like just perfect. like the happiest little sucking his thumb, going to sleep, dreaming happy thoughts, man. I can just see it. I said it last week, guys. I'm in utter shock. The Bears went into Atlanta and won. The whole first three quarters went exactly like I thought it was going to, where Atlanta just dominated, and the Bears were just not looking really good at all, especially on defense. Trubisky comes out, throws that just terrible interception. Didn't You know, you, Rich, you talked about his vision, right? I mean, <laughs> he did not have the vision on that play at all. Did not see the linebacker cutting in front of Jimmy Graham. And, uh, you know, at that point, Matt Nagy, I'll give him credit for that. He said, nope. You know, take a seat and Foles, you're in. And, uh, you know, it all worked out. I would also mention, okay, so Nick Foles threw three touchdowns within a span of six minutes and two seconds in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you guys saw that. 
and he actually threw five touchdowns, and two of them got reversed, which yeah. was – I mean, his performance was just nuts, man. He played really well. I was impressed. I'll tell you one more little chapter of the of the book, Mark. Go ahead and mm-hmm. cuddle, cuddle your pillow. I'll, I'll I'll tell you another chapter that you might like. As All soon right. as Nick Foles, as soon as Nick Foles comes into the game, Matt Nagy starts to be the play caller that he is intended to be. Mm. So uh, look out, man! I mean, yeah. this is this is how it progresses and progresses nicely for the Bears. Good defense. Solid quarterback now. I'm telling you, there was some push at the end of the game from that line, too. They were excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were excited to have Nick Foles back there. So they got excited. They started to push, and everybody's kind of been dogging on David Montgomery all year. I'm telling you, man, this kid's got talent. It's not like it disappears. So now you get an offensive line that's pushing, competent quarterback play. I'm looking forward to the Bears. Right on. I got to watch this play. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're like I have to. I cannot <laughs> talk right now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, third and six. The football game itself is pretty much over, but the fantasy is not yet complete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are the kneel downs going to get me, Rich? I think so, uh, dude. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, you're good. Oh, it's fourth down. Can't kneel down on fourth down. Can't kneel down on fourth. 25 seconds left. You're going to kick a field goal, I think. So now Lamar Jackson's going to get the ball. How about Rich writes the bedtime story, Brad, and you read it to me because it's a little more more soothing, man. It's team effort then. Okay. My voice isn't really the read the fucking (laughs) (laughs) sleepy time. (laughs) Maggie took the Bears to the promised land. (laughs) The end. <laughs> oh, Mahomes throwing on fourth down. Oh, dude, watch this play. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> oh baby. Woo. Mahomes threw on fourth and one. Oh, it almost was picked, huh? Almost picked, dude. That would have ended Mark's night. Okay, 23 seconds. I don't like this, man. I mean, Lamar Jackson needs 25 yards. He kneeled. I'll, I'll spoil it. He kneeled. You win, Mark. Shut up. Oh, you fucking wins. You fucking win. He kneeled down. Mark wins 100.3 to 99.08. Brad loses 125.1 to 126.68. Oh. Yowzers. Some nail biters. The agony and the joy of Monday night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Brad and I will be definitely putting up that rule for next year for a vote <laughs> of a dueling record. <laughs> yeah, it's actually uh, – that's a great idea. I honestly don't see any reason not to. I think it's just – it makes sense. Honestly. Yeah, and there's, there's reasons not to. If you're a shitty team owner and you're a shitty <laughs> manager – well, guess what? You're 0-4 after two weeks? You're not going to want uh, that. It's gonna, you're never going to see the daylight of playoffs. Next, If this was next year, I'd be 0-6 if Mahomes didn't pull off that miracle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
No, well, maybe I would have had one in there. Yeah, I might have. Yeah, because because you scored a hundred today, like so you're probably top six. So you would have gotten a, uh, an extra win over that. So like, yeah, like I think that's that's the main thesis of it is that when you score a bunch of points, you don't have to just take a straight up loss that week. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it best. is. That's how it balances everything. You don't have to feel like fucking this bullshit that Brad's going yeah. through. Like he's two and one now. He's like, man, I, I, I'm a three and zero team. I fucking killed it. Oh, you did, bro. Just keeps me hungry. Rich, where'd you come out on the top points, man? That game just went final. It looks like about five points short, five, five and a half short. points short. That's all right. I got a good week at 120 points. I'll take that with with Ryan Tannehill scoring 12 fucking points. Well, guys, I will uh, mention before this game, I had 52 points. So. The fact that with <laughs> Mahomes and Tucker, I broke 100, uh, that's blowing my mind a little bit, man. That's like best-case scenario miracle where, I don't know, man, it all worked out for me. It's my daughter's birthday. I'm going to dedicate this one to her. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> Dude, fucking happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, man. Did you just say happy birthday, Mark? It's like two birthdays for Mark. Happy birthday, buddy. You get a win. Dude, this is the true Monday night miracle, though. Like, that's that's what it's all about. 50 points down. Like, well, you weren't down that, but, like, you were, you were that much down in the projections. I think yep. you were about 40 down in the projections coming into the night. Like, maybe a little less, 35 yep. or something like that. No, it, w- it did not look possible, Rich, for sure. So... I'll take that miracle, put in my back pocket and roll with it, man, and be more than happy to call myself one and two, barring any stat corrections that fuck me over by ESPN. I will say oh, this. Yeah. What really irks me more than anything is DK Metcalf at the one-yard line, showboating like a little douche. Bro. Getting that popped out. Dude, I had Russ Wilson and DK, and I got the fumble. And that was a 50 – that would have been a 50-yard – that would that was thirteen point swing. I would have been at one thirty eight if that didn't happen. Dude, I actually was refusing to watch that game, so I didn't see that highlight till today because all I kept seeing was Tyler Lockett, you know, get three touchdowns in the first half. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not even checking in on this game. <laughs> I saw exactly what happened, Brad, and brutal. I can't. That was like almost a Don Beebe from the. Super Bowl, where it's punched out, you know, back in the day, just at the goal line. You're like, are you kidding me? That shit was Deshaun Jackson. Straight out of Deshaun Jackson's playbook. I think that guy's done it twice. All right, uh, Brad, I know you're upset about that, and I understand, but I do want to say that you did just call DK a little douche. Do you want to just tell DK that, you know, sorry, man. I mean, he's a pretty big dude, man. I mean, let it, let him know you didn't mean it, bro. Dude, he came up to me and said, sorry, I was a little douche. And I was like, dude. <laughs> like, I didn't call him that. He came up to me and said that. And he owns it. He knows he knows he was wrong. And he'll do better. I guarantee you he'll never do that again. He made up for himself. He got himself a touchdown in that game. Yeah. He, he started to bend the fence again. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I mean, he, he he's being himself up. I promise you. Yeah, no, I know, bro. I'm just that fucking sucks, man. That's a brutal loss when you start thinking about that play, Brad. So, hey, man, you're still two and one though. So look on the bright side. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to a big trade that you completed just recently. We're going to talk about that in the back half after the intermission, guys. But yeah, we're just going to keep running through these games real quick and organically. It looks like we landed on that Dallas Seattle game. I mean, obviously, Russ Wilson is on fire, Brad. He has. 
14 touchdowns in three games. I don't know if you're aware of that. So I don't know any more thoughts on Russ and, uh, you know, the rest of that Dallas-Seattle game. <laughs> Brad's, Brad's fucking aware. <laughs> yeah, the third quarterback to throw back-to-back five touchdown games. That's, so that's pretty impressive, man. And I'm telling you, he, I, yeah. I think he threw one interception. If I thought it was zero, but I think I was corrected today and said it was one. But that's pretty impressive to me. And second, Russ is on a mission. He wants that fucking MVP, man. And I think he's going to get it. And everything he does is just smart, man. Whether he's running the ball and he just dumps it off or he throws it away or he slides, everything is just perfect, man. So as much as I hate rooting for Seattle and watching them do well, they are doing well. No, I agree. I, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I, I, I definitely agree he's on this MVP run this year. So look out for Russ Wilson. A little note from the game. We saw Chris Carson go down with an injury, so something to monitor throughout the week. Sounds like he's got a good prognosis as opposed to like an ACL like we've heard from a million other guys. So good to see from that. Hopefully we see Chris Carson back out either next week or the following week. Other than that, I mean, if he sits, we'll, we'll get into the waivers later. I'll, I'll talk waivers later. On the Dallas side, man, I mean, I, I think what we can see and we saw coming in is that they can throw the ball. They're pretty yeah. good offense, man. They're a really good offense. And uh, I think we also should note that Seattle is a, a really piss poor pass defense. They are really good up against the run, but they're filtering. They're filtering defense right now, and it's all filtering to the pass game, and they're just giving up tons of yards through the air. Yeah, man, and uh, Amari Cooper has been a little bit absent despite uh, Dak going off these last two games. Dak Prescott has been outstanding so far, too. So that guy, I think we called him as a top-five quarterback before the season, and that looks right about where he'll land. Yeah, Dak's on fire. Uh, Dak has weapons, so there's there's quite a few weapons out there. Though I mean, we've gone, we went through the uh, tight end last week, Dalton Schultz. He's looking pretty good running routes, uh, and then they just got receivers for days, man. So I think that's why Amari Cooper gets a little lost in the mix. Probably not going to be you know a top ten wide receiver this year, but yeah, I mean that filters down to where Dak is the guy because there's so many weapons. Dak's the guy you want. Maybe a little Zeke too. I mean, we all we all know what Zeke is. <laughs> a freak. He's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Next game on the list, the Carolina Panthers went into LA and pulled out the victory, got their first win of the season. Uh the last play of the game was pretty crazy. Uh so I'll just send it over to you, Rich. I mean, what did you see in that Carolina Chargers game? Did, did you get to watch most of that one? I watched a good chunk of that one. I, I, I kind of zoomed that one a little bit. But I, I was impressed with what I see from Justin Herbert. I'm pretty impressed with what I'm seeing from the offense in general that Matt Rule likes to run. He's, he's a smart coach, man. He utilizes his players that he has really well. It puts them in positions to succeed. I did see Curtis Samuel in the backfield quite a bit. Um, I was happy to see Mike Davis performing pretty well for you. Good pickup. Definitely an important pickup, probably, you know, securing that 15 points from Mike Davis this week. I guess I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I would say Mike Davis kind of played out kind of how I was saying. He's definitely utilized in the passing game. So you can can almost trust that he's going to get about 10 targets in a game, which is pretty sick. I like it. I like that. And I like <laughs> the one note I did have was that last play, man. The Chargers, they had it set up perfect, absolutely Perfectly. perfect. 
pitch play right in the middle of the field. They they hit Keenan Allen on the on the pass, and they were set up perfect to just pitch it over to Austin Eckler, and he was he was in. He was going to score, and he just Keenan Allen just left it behind him, so they they couldn't score that touchdown. But man, that changes things if they win that game. I mean, that's just a different story NFL wise for sure, dude. And Rich, I don't know. I don't know if I saw it that way. I thought. Uh, Eckler kind of misplayed the ball. You thought it was on Allen where he placed it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was on Allen. I thought it okay. was on Allen. So, to me, it seemed like he placed the ball uh, behind his, his route, basically. Uh, Eckler was yeah. trying to move towards the end zone, and it kind of hit him on his backside. On the back hip, yeah. Yeah, he kind of like had to turn to it just to catch it. And, I mean, it, it, it was still there, but, I mean, that's well, not where it's supposed to be. You put it in you put it in his red basket, he's in, the, yeah. he's in for a he touchdown. Is, he, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but funky play. I mean, and and brilliant kind of. They had a great yeah. play drawn up to to try to win that game. If Eckler secures that ball, dude, he's going in because you could see there was one guy over there and he was moving the wrong direction, dude. Yeah, and with Eckler's like juke ability, man. Oh yeah, he, like yeah, he he's done with he's that. Going he's going to finish. He's finishing that play. <laughs> but I maybe that was in his head too. He was already like, yeah, I'm coming in here to finish it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Another game to go over real quick, Houston going into Pittsburgh. Um, I did predict Houston to come out of that game 0-3, and they are uh, unfortunate for them. They played pretty well in that game, but, you know, the Steelers' offense just got it done. Uh, Brad, you know, James Connors, he's looking healthy. He's looking good to me. So did you like what you saw in that game? Yeah, I was a little worried in the first half, but once the offensive line started wearing him down, and, man, that's a good offensive line, he was able just to run. He had holes. I mean, people weren't touching him until three yards deep. So, And when you give James Conner that kind of room, he's going to get some speed built up, and he's going to make you miss, and, or he's going to hit you hard. And that's kind of what he brings. So I was kind of happy with that, but I was surprised at how well the Texans played. I've been kind of dogging on Deshaun and all these guys, but they actually they surprised me. I mean, Steelers are top-notch, and they came out and gave him a, gave him a first half, I'll say. Deshaun showed you some throws too, huh? Yeah, I mean, he showed me some good throws. But, I mean, I, I will say he's a decent – he's a really good quarterback. I just don't think he's a great fantasy quarterback. That doesn't translate. He just doesn't put up, like, crazy numbers. It's – you know, he's going to get you 20 points, and, you know, he doesn't ha- – he's not going to get you 35. All right. We're, we're going to just disagree on Deshaun Watson this season. I'm yeah. telling you, back at, back half of the year, okay, listen, they're, they're done with this shit schedule now. Now they can get to their better part of their schedule. So uh, we'll, we'll disagree for now. Let's let's check back in on Deshaun Watson in a few weeks. And I do. it's not necessarily because of his personal performance. I feel like his weapons have been diminished, and that's why we're seeing less of him. It's not necessarily him as a person. Well, we had that little debate where you didn't think he was like top five or something. I don't. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> I mean, he's like six or seven, but he's not top five. I think he put him at eight when we did that conversation. Yeah, he played a little bit better yesterday, so he might have went up to six or seven. I, I had the same notes, Brad. The uh, the since it's since it, we both had it, it is actually kind of important to point out. I've been trying to point out the good offensive lines for you. This is one of them. This mm-hmm. is one to to look at that push. I mean, I think that's a, a missed fact for a lot of people is is what the offensive line does for an offense, um, and and and. Do people really sit there and look at the offensive line a lot when they're watching football? Probably not. They're, lo- they're looking at wide receivers. They're looking at the running backs. See the whole picture. And if you look kind of like with your – look at what you want to look at, but look in your peripheral and kind of hit that offensive line and see if it's moving forward. 
if it's moving forward every time, I mean, this is as basic as it can get, but if you see it pushing forward and not moving backwards at all, that's a good sign. <laughs> so a little strategy to take a look and, and see what's good and what's not. Or you can just listen to us and we'll tell you which lines are good and which ones aren't. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, did see Deontay Johnson took a bit of a injury in that game. He got knocked out of the game. So unfortunate there. Uh, he's a good-looking player, so hopefully he comes back soon. He's got a concussion, and they'll they'll tell you, you know, concussions, you don't know exactly how long it can be. I mean, most, though, most are, you're looking at a week usually, I mean. Hopefully, and and there's times when they're back on on the on the first week, so it's just something to take a look at all week on the on the practice reports. And uh, Juju and Ben found the connection again. You know, got in the end zone. So, uh, you know, Steelers offense, it's it's looking good. I mean, they're three and zero, so the Steelers are off to a pretty hot start here. Rich, you got any other games? Giants and Niners. You guys want to talk about that one? Forty Niners and Giants. I did just want to say, you know, I saw. I kind of think Mullins is is a suitable replacement for what Jimmy G does. So I think Kyle Shanahan kind of has this a little bit of trust factor with him. So we kind of mentioned that, something to look out for. So uh, we'll see what goes on with that. Another thing to mention for people is um, Debo Samuel should be back at practice this week. So we'll see if he's ready for game time action, but he should be back at practice starting this week. Brad, did you see the Minnesota Vikings take their – season to zero and three and uh lose to tennessee it was a 31 to 30 game uh derrick henry you know started uh to get on the uh fantasy score sheet you know where his uh managers are probably expecting him to be so uh that was a good sign and you know did you hear anything about aj brown is he supposed to be coming back anytime soon no i mean i think they're just keeping him out until he's ready which is totally fine with me i mean i don't want to any of these guys being rushed back, it, you're only going to hurt him down the road. So if he's not ready, keep him out, wait till he's ready, and then he'll be a beast. So, yeah, I, I would say Derrick Henry was doing Derrick Henry things in this game, getting the rock and um, mowing down people and, and finding big gaping holes behind a nice big offensive line. And, you know, this was, this was a big Derrick Henry ga- uh, game. So it, it took uh, Tannehill a little bit out of the mix it was a little out of sync in the passing game in the, in this one, which I was surprised with because um, Minnesota's defense is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I will say one guy, and we'll get to him later a little bit more in depth, but very impressed on the other side with Justin Jefferson. This kid was yeah, I saw uh, that. absolutely amazing. Yeah, really good kid. Uh, yeah. Came out and just absolutely blew it up yesterday. I I don't know what he ended up with, but he he had some just massive numbers. I I think. To me, a, a good comp for that wide receiver would be Stefan Diggs. So <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's doing Stefan Diggs type things uh, out there and doing them well. So, yeah, I think I like he had a, like 175 yards and a touchdown was the last one that I saw for Jefferson. And yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting with him. He was a first round draft pick at wide receiver, but there were just so many other wide receivers in the first round that. We're getting hype between C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy and uh, Henry Ruggs, you know, that I don't know. Jefferson kind of got lost in the shuffle to me. I was keeping an eye on him, but he really showed what he could do on Sunday, man. That's uh, somebody who definitely I would uh, look at at the waiver wire. For sure. Sneak peekers. But, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Uh, And then, uh, you know. Big ups on Kirk Cousins this weekend, baby. <laughs> he played. He played a solid game. Um, when they when they are able to run the ball with Dalvin Cook, really set up the passing game. I think you can see that when he has that time to really settle in, get his feet all underneath him and stuff, do a little dance, and then get ready and chuck the ball. He can still chuck the ball. Yeah. 
he can put the ball where it needs to go, especially in a designed offense like this. So interesting to see. I thought Minnesota bounced back quite well. I thought that was nice. Even though they lost, they bounced back in that game. They played so much better. <laughs> they were so much better out there. So uh, I still look to Minnesota to be at least an offense I'm interested in for the rest of the year. Yeah, I was kind of shocked at the Tennessee defense. I really thought they were going to step up their game a little more. I've seen the Minnesota Vikings be a bad team, so I thought with Derrick Henry and the offense running over them, they'd kind of be on the field too much and just kind of wear them down. But I will say this, Kirk Cousins actually averaged 15 yards a throw last uh, Sunday, and almost like every fifth throw was a touchdown. I mean, he didn't throw the ball a lot, but that's pretty damn accurate for what he did, so that's pretty good. Yeah, bro, and uh, this is an interesting matchup next week in Houston. The 0-3 Vikings travel to Houston to take on the 0-3 Texans. So one of those two squads is coming out 0-4, man. Who was it? I'm sorry. Who, who did you say? The Vikings traveling to Houston. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. What if they tie, Mark? Like the Bengals and Philly. <laughs> yeah, there's another game. Uh, we don't, we're not going to talk about that one, though. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Carson Wentz did seem like he kind of got his head out of his ass at the end of the game. We can say that. Yeah. yeah. Still couldn't beat Cincy, though. Still didn't beat Cincy. <laughs> That's not a win. <laughs> Wasn't the last time Philly and Cincinnati tied that Donovan McNabb was Philly's quarterback and he didn't even know there could be a tie in football? That's right. Oh, that was that game? Yeah. That was that game. Yes. Oh, my God. Good call, bro. I don't know what year that was, but, yeah, I remember McNabb was like, I didn't even know we could play to a tie. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. Uh, we get all the games. We, Raiders and Pats. I had one little line out of there. They, the Pats ran for 250 yards in this game, just so you know. Like, nice. running the shit out of the ball. This is a good offense. And um, on the other side of the ball, the Raiders had a good push, too. So they had, they actually had an impressive push uh, against the New England defensive front. So that was pretty good. They shut down Waller. Yeah, I think that's Belichick's style. Find Shut their, down. their mm-hmm. best options, Waller and, and uh, Jacobs, and shut them down. It's yep. a really make, good note. You know, just make him do – throw to, what, is Redfro or whatever, however you say yeah. his name, or Ruggs. Yeah. Make Redfro. him do the other guys. So, And that's what they did, and obviously it was successful. So, Yeah. You could take that week to week and really just follow New England and say, okay, if my skill is up against them, is my skill – the top skill of that team, that's one place where you have to look at it really hard pressed and go, okay, man, should I sit this guy this week? Is yeah. it is this the week to sit them? And that there is a lot of calls where that's what it is. Yeah, and Belichick is just notorious for that type of, you know, game plan. And uh, you just think to the Super Bowl against the Rams. I mean, he held that Rams team to three points in the Super Bowl after the explosive offense they had all year. So that, that's what he does, man. He knows how to shut down the, the best weapon on a squad. All of a sudden, I'm in a good mood. I, I don't know how to explain it. but <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know how to explain it. <laughs> I'll explain it, Mark. So when you win, what happens is you get excited, and there's endorphins in your head that get released. And when these endorphins go off, you feel an euphoric high, which I makes you forgot. naturally feel happy. Hell yeah. It all makes sense now. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> Time for a break, right? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, Brad, I'm gonna here we are, man. It's the halfway point. It's time for that patented herbal intermission that we do. And I'm gonna send it over to you first, Brad. And you know, just let me know, buddy. Uh 
rough ending to your week, but you know, I know you got your uh, dabs there. They're going to get you through and you got me and Rich here too, man. So we're here for you, buddy. (laughs) Hell yeah, bro. So what you all puffing on today, Brad? Well, you know, I got the same flavor. It was so good. I got a lot more and it's uh, the crack of the crack. The green poison. So uh, it's actually delicious. It's uh, it's not a super super high sativa, but uh, I do feel like a nice little body high from it. So I probably give it like a, a 70-30. So not really quite your hybrid, but it's definitely still sativa. And it's kind of like a nice mix, you know. Sometimes you don't have to go full sativa, but I do like to uh, keep at least seventy, you know, sixty worse. So, Rich, what do you think? I didn't know you'd uh, you'd go to 60, is that what you said? I didn't think you'd get to a 60. No, I mean, that's kind of desperate times, but 70, 30 is kind of... Let's see. Uh, I'm going to look this up because... I'm going to did you do this dab while you take it away, though, Rich. Do do it. Go for a dab. If you are, you are in the right position and the rightful time to have a, a head of cannabis to make you feel better, close out the week, and working your ass off... And you get this kind of victory, uh, not a victory, a loss. I'm sorry, it's just harsh. It's harsh, man. I don't like it. <laughs> I'll say that I don't like it. I, I just know. I mean, I've, I've actually, I've, I feel like I've been there before. I've had this exact same thing happen too, where you get second place for points scored that week, but lose. Like that's the toughest scenario, really. Yeah. Well, and that DK thing I mentioned, and yeah. if uh, I would have remembered that Waller was playing the Patriots we we're saying out loud it's like oh yeah of course you're gonna shut him down yeah. I actually made a move to pick up a tight end because he was injured and plus he was injured going to the game so if he wasn't fully healthy I should have started the other guy and that would have given me enough points to put over the edge too so those one was out of my control and one was in my control so bottom of the line it's my fault well I don't know man I mean after Waller's game Bye, last week, I don't know if I could have benched Waller, even if if I knew he was starting, even with a little injury. Sometimes you got a full day, says Mark. Sometimes, sometimes you don't have the best hand. Dude. It's not the it's not the right it's not the best hand. That's actually a good comparison, dude. It's a perfect comparison. You got a full base, bro. That's good. Huh? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know if I'm looking at, okay, I got, I looked up Green Poison, because I was curious, I wanted to look it up, I looked it up on Leafly, it says it's an indica, Brad. Oh, we can't have that, man. It's literally in a sativa package. It's Durban Poison and Green Crack, I don't know how that's an indica. Alright, hold on, I'm gonna go off of Leafly, let's see, let's just fucking look up Green Poison. It's literally in a red package, and they're all sativa. Indica, though. Indica, interesting. Indica, well, 70% indica. But still says as a morning weed, so that's that's interesting. Maybe that's the body high I was feeling. It's because it was so hot and strong. Indicate. Well, for sure, but yeah. Uh, okay, typical effects: relaxed, sleepy, cotton mouth. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the breeders seventy thirty. It's seventy thirty indica. That's crazy. I gotta talk to the people. It says sativa. I will say it's not the sleepy. I feel relaxed, but not sleepy. I would also say that that is something to like look out for too when you're like trying out strains and stuff. Understand that everybody does have their own like personal body chemistry, so like it, it, every different strain is going to hit every certain person differently too. So I, I've always been a proponent of that. Like try out different strains and see what, how it works for you. So you know, 
Green poison. If if green poison, even though it's seventy, it's seventy thirty, but that thirty may be really interacting with your body properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like the edibles and not reacting with my body. Right. <laughs> not at all. There's literally no chemical reaction that takes place. I was actually thinking about trying the nanos and see if like maybe that will do it, but I don't know. Dude, you totally gotta try the nanos. What are you talking about? Do it on here. I have not got any free packages of nano sent to me. So come on, Flex. Where are you at? <laughs> Where <are you> at? <laughs> I did uh I did dip into the nanos tonight and the sativas and I don't know, I got a little uh, got a little more pep in my step, I feel like. What do you what do you guys think? Uh, I Mark, saw that. You just won a nail biter. That's your pep in the step. I mean we've been like, through this. You're on an endorphin high. You're on a high. You probably just ate a cup of jello and you didn't even have any weed. Like <laughs> I like Jello. You're just so ecstatic from your win that nothing, nothing, bring Mark down. No man, uh, I needed that one. That's all I'm gonna say. No ran on his parade. Oh, I know, oh two man. I'm telling you, two and zero oh and, and going out two and one is so different than being zero oh and two and going zero oh and three. Yeah, big difference. And like you said, I got my trade, so like I feel like I'm strong going forward. So there's not too many oh, okay. losses ahead of me. So I mean, this is a nice good segue. Let's call the end of the intermission. You keep bringing it up, so let's just go into that first, right? I, I think we should just get into that first, right out. Yeah. There. Don't you? I do. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about this trade. Get it over right. This is what I would call a blockbuster. Sizzling. It's a mega deal to crack off for the listeners out here. We hadn't had a trade yet. We were here in week three. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No trade, so no one had. Pop the cork yet. Brad went ahead and said he was going to do it today. Yes, sir. I felt like Jeff Bezos out there just been like, I saw that piece and I was like, what's it going to take? And he's like, you can't have him. I was like, watch this. And then I got him. (laughs) So I traded a monster deal of Josh Allen, Devontae Adams, who is right now hurt, but he will be back in no time. One thing I might say is when you have to throw in like qualifiers, that is that is a, a rough one to, to lead in. But keep going, keep going. I'm sorry. It's true. I shouldn't. I, okay, go ahead. Allen Robinson. I want a qualifier on Allen Robinson real quick. He's on the Bears. <laughs> I'm just not a big fan. I, I told early I accidentally clicked him. I never really wanted him on my team. <laughs> so he had a good game and I shopped him. So Okay, so Josh Allen, Adams. Allen Robinson and Baltimore D. Oh, the Ravens D. Ravens D. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what did you get back, man? What did you get back today? You sent it across the pond to Toby out there in Minnesota, the Nordic tradition. So what? He's literally on a pond. <laughs> yeah, he's probably fishing right now. Hey, man, I'm in a closet, so I ain't judging. <laughs> so what? What did you get back? What did you score? Nick Chubb. Man? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. And- did you get some other uh, stuff? Uh, yeah, Tennessee defense and Hawkinson. But let's be honest, I got Nick Chubb. I traded all of that for Nick Chubb. Okay. I do want to say that your team was absolutely stacked going into this week on multiple layers. So you had expendable parts, man. So I like the fact that you identified, hey, I want to go get a running back, uh, the caliber of Nick Chubb, you know, and you put together a deal and made it happen. I mean, you know, you still have DK at your receiver, and you just traded away Robinson and uh, Adams. So. And I got A.J. Brown. Yeah. And Emmanuel Sanders. So I like it from that perspective. Uh, you know, you went, you got Chubb. 
You know, I just I'm still not a fan of that backfield situation, but right now Kareem Hunt and Chubb are getting big points. So we'll see if that trend continues, you know, all season. If you watch those games, he's the better back. Oh, I agree. The three down back, he's yeah. the complete package. He looks awesome so far this year. He really does. Well, the part of the backstory would be that I attempted to acquire Nick Chubb before Brad attempted to acquire Nick Chubb. Mm, you had a little uh a little hankering for Mr. Chubb as well, huh? I definitely did. Uh, I definitely wanted him on my team. I'm, I, I wouldn't have been able to get anywhere near that price tag. That's a crap ton coming back for Nick Chubb. Uh, so honestly, I think you would need to value him as a top three back going forward. I think he could be up there. I think top five. He's going to be number five, actually. I overpaid on him. Trust me. I am not going to deny that I overpaid on him. But I wanted to take my depth and flip it. Yeah, I wanted to take it and make it more condensed and more potent. I saw myself scoring 95s, 100s, and I wanted to take it to the next level where I'm scoring 110s, 120s every week. So, I mean, granted, I had a great week this week. I don't see Allen Robinson getting 18 every week, you know, and Mm. Adams has been hurt and I've had it with his turf toe last year. He's got injuries that can lag. So I wasn't yeah. 100% that he was going to come back healthy. And, I mean, I don't know if Toby thought about this, but he's got Aaron Jones. So I stacked him up with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. So that, in my opinion, kind of hinders him. And now he's got Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. So, Rich, if you're mm. correct about Deshaun Watson, is he going to start Allen if he has a bad game and does some bonehead things? Is he going to start deciding what to do? So I think I, I made Toby make a lot of decisions now. And so good luck, Toby. I hope you make the right ones. That's interesting. I've I've heard a thing about like you know you think like a ten team league would be like so much easier. Like you'd be like, oh god, the players I could get are like these yeah. eighteen team leagues that you get, but you have to make all these roster decisions. Yeah. So you did. I mean, definitely. I I put it to you this way: like I know that you gave up too much value. I felt like you could have gotten the deal done with less. And and I think if you value it out, I think definitely you gave up too much. But I have also been in that position and told myself, I am okay with where my roster ends up after this trade is over with. The ramifications elsewhere, I don't need to think about like the value that went out the window. What I need to think about is what my roster is now. And so Brad was rolling out Russ Wilson, James Conner, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, DK or AJ Brown week to week, Darren Waller, and Pittsburgh defense. And I don't care about kickers. I do. <laughs> I care about Mr. Tucker quite a bit. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, anyway, so end of the day, that roster is absolutely fucking stacked, no matter how yeah. you crack it. You know what I mean? So that's that starting lineup is full-on cracked. But what about if there's injury? So immediately what I said to Brad was, okay, well, what's what's the next move? Who's the waiver guy? You know, you need to b- start rebuilding that depth right out the gate again. Go mm-hmm. back out, hit the waiver wire, build the depth. I got 21 moves, man. I fully intend to do so. We got a lot of moves this year. There's people to come after. So, I mean, there might be a little segue to let's let's hit some waiver talk or what? Well, and just, just another thing, Brad, is, uh, you know, yeah. by drafting Russ Wilson and Josh Allen, I mean, you have to get value for Josh Allen. So you're going to, or depending if you want to keep him and, you know, trade Russ Wilson, I mean, it's almost an impossible choice the way they're both playing right now. I shit you not, when I got outbid on all – the like, not the top tier guys, but the guys just below that that I wanted to get in. 
and I got outbid on all of them, I was kind of pissed off. So what I did is I was like, all right, I'm going to backdoor this. I'm going to get a really good quarterback. And that's why I got Baltimore defense and Pittsburgh because I figured I thought they were going to be one and two at this point. I didn't expect Tampa to be doing so well. So I thought that they would actually, you know, be a nice package deal. And then with, you know, Adams being hurt so much, I thought, hey, let's get rid of him and saw him have Jones. And obviously I didn't have to give him Robinson, but it did get the deal done. So I'm okay with it. Hey, real quick. So I was going to say, though, one thing I'll say is that what Brad did is actually kind of a tough thing usually is to trade that quarterback. Yeah. Sort of give value for quarterbacks, so it's mm-hmm. tougher. Like, so if you have to create a package like that, then then that makes kind of sense. I mean, it, it was an over package, but still, like, it did get done. I mean, that's that's the end of the day. That's so that's what you have to look at is end of the day of your roster, and you can you can handle that. And I mean, you're rolling out probably the best starting lineup in the league right now. So that's what that trade is about. And I understand each side of it though. Like, uh, you, you could go either way, but oh, they I had one more point, mm-hmm. Brad, Brad. Brad was itching for somebody to make a trade. And since nobody was making a trade, Brad got antsy. And Uh-oh. Brad wanted a trade to get done. A I, little I, bit thirsty for the trade, Brad. Is that what happened? He wanted it done, right? I've been wanting a trade done since since the draft. <laughs> I missed out on those guys. I really wanted stout backs. I feel like I have great backs, but I don't have a stout back. I mean, I think by the end of the year, Taylor will be stout and Connor could be stout going in. But I just I, I felt lackluster in the running back scenario. And the mm. whole reason I got Allen in the two defenses was to trade him. So I mm. kept trying to get top running backs. And let me tell you, they're coveted. And no one yep. wants to give them up. I'll tell you, they're top backs. I'm like, Mark, are you giving up Gurley? He's your top back. Brad, I had a deal for you that I was kind of considering. Nope. This is while you had apparently sent Toby a trade offer. So... I had a, I had an offer that I was considering with you today. I, I I told you I wouldn't even talk about it, but I feel like I want to talk about it. <laughs> Tannehill and Dash, yeah, or Allen and Taylor. You tell me who your third running back is, yeah. And then I would have given you a wide receiver too, a, a nice wide receiver, but you would have had to give me Allen Robinson. You know who I'm talking about? Akil Harry. No. Better. Better. <laughs> Mo better. Monte Parker. Yeah. That's where I was thinking in my head. It went, while like that was like what was forming in my head while that deal went out from you to Toby. Yeah. I know Jay wanted to give me Sanders, but yeah. that, I don't want any part of that offense. On Toby's end, the deal makes sense because you know he purposely drafted, you know, a lot of running backs. He stacked himself up on RBs and he has one that he felt was expendable uh, for the right price and yeah, he let Nick Chubb go, so I like that move from his perspective as well. Toby fixed his team. Oh, no, trust me. I could have easily not included Baltimore. I could have just given him Robinson, or I could have taken Robinson out and put Sanders in, but he would have hummed and hawed over it. You know, like, I just wanted to get the deal done, and I, I literally fixed his team for him, <laughs> but I took back a very crucial piece, and that piece makes my lot better so you gave him everything you needed though for sure you you do know that toby will be in the playoffs probably with this roster yeah i mean i think he was gonna make the playoffs no matter what so okay and you, and you uh, know you made him better if he makes the right starts because dude alan robinson's going off for 18 who's he starting who's his running backs he's got he's got six to eight like really good guys like two beasts you hear you hear the mind games that brad's playing now <laughs> oh no i'm not trying to play mind games the deal's done 
he's like, he's like, yeah, like these starts are going to be tough, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got like six guys that are all like, I mean, Jones and Adams are by far top two guys. You know, he likes to stack. Yeah. So I'll tell you who he's starting. You want me to tell you who he's starting? Let's do it. Okay. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. <laughs> Check. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's starting Devontae Adams, which he might be next week, right? Probably Melvin Gordon Henderson, right? Henderson for sure. Ingram. Yeah. Ingram, no. Eh. Ingram's trash. Sorry, Toby. Uh, no. What was the other wide receiver you sent him? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. That's who we'll be starting. So Gordon, Allen Robinson, Henderson. I mean, some of these guys are going to get eight. Sometimes they're going to get 18. He's going to have to navigate. But then you give him Josh Allen, and then and you I give him Baltimore. Ravens defense. That's a lot. And there's a million ways to slice it, man. There's a blockbuster. <laughs> so all we could do is just yeah. let it all play out, man. <laughs> Revisit this once again. Yeah. And we we yeah. pop that trade, Cherry Rich, right? We popped it big. Maybe you and I should talk a trademark. Jeez. Oh, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Not right now, though. <laughs> oh, let's do waivers and get the block yeah. out of here. <laughs> I got some celebrating to do, man. Yeah, dude. Fuck, <laughs> fuck I'm going to celebrate too. I'm 3 0. Oh, hell yeah, man. Well, let's, I might have a shot of Maker's Mark waiting for me after that one. Burned, baby. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, let's get into it, guys. So uh, appreciate that little trade analysis, uh, Brad. You know what? Hey. That's kind of the cool thing about doing this podcast. When trades go down, we can, you know, kind of talk about them and evaluate them. Rich, I didn't even realize Mark's win made you yeah. the sole three and zero person. Oh, I knew. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that till just now. I looked it up. So, which is great. I'm still in second place. All right, Rich. Yeah, I didn't want to like gloat about it. You know, I knew you were on the losing end of that, so I wasn't gonna be like, yeah, guess what. <laughs> Dude. Worked out great for me. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. Fuck you, Brad. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like Blake Griffin in that commercial where he meets that kid doing the bench press. My future's bright, man. Yeah. <laughs> My future's bright. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Rich, hang on a second. So let's go. You're three and L. Del Bears are three and L. Yeah, I better see like an Urlacher jersey or an orange and blue face paint next week, man. Like. You are on this bandwagon to the fullest, bro. Come on. Hop on board. The only thing I'm missing, though, is like putting a Chicago Bear on my team. So, actually, that might lead us right into waivers here. Uh, (laughs) Number one guy right now, I'm thinking Nick Foles. I'm going to try to pick him up. So, I'll put that out there. But I'll be using him kind of as the backup for this situation. But just a nice guy to put on your roster. Let us see how it plays out. I think it's going to be pretty nice. I thought you were actually going to say Anthony Miller on that one, man, because. I was about to say Anthony Miller, Mark. I started with quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) Anthony Miller for sure. I would actually say that Anthony Miller is a better target than Allen Robinson. I mean, they, it looked like he was going to him in the end zone all the time. There was one that got away from him. I think he's – I mean, I remember talking Scotty Miller and Anthony Miller. I was saying Scotty. I was wrong. I was saying Anthony. It's Anthony. Who's Anthony? Who's Anthony? What's that from? Wayne's World. Uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> My drummer. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but no, Anthony Miller. I, I I had a question for you guys. So I was doing gems, and Anthony Miller was one of them. That's mm-hmm. why I was like upset that you guys stole him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bad. But then, <laughs> the Bears are three <laughs> and zero, buddy. I'm just throwing names at the wall. It's the fucking lead in. Uh, <laughs> you got to lead with it. If not, yeah. <laughs> or Justin Jefferson. 
Yes, yes, I like that. Which do you prefer? I would prefer Anthony Miller right now. If you listen to Nick Foles after the game, I don't know if you guys heard this. He said that in the huddle before that uh, last touchdown, Foles threw, he just told Miller, go to the red L. So he basically told him to just run to the L and ATL in the end zone. You watch the replay, Foles put it right there on that L, dude, and that's where he caught it. So I just I like that little inside info. I was like, damn, he, Foles has confidence from that type of uh, throw, you know. And he was getting rushed at the time too. So I would say Anthony Miller. I go Anthony, but I lean Anthony. I don't even want to pick because I've been wrong. So I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to even give bad advice. So <laughs> All I mean, right, let's move on. Yeah, I want to say Jefferson because I mean he went beast, but I don't really trust Kirk Cousin. Mm. I think Foles is a better quarterback. So by that, I mean I must go with Anthony Miller. There you go. But All I right, can't go with Anthony Miller because Justin Jefferson is out there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, another guy that might be available in some leagues at wide receiver is Darius Slayton. Um, another guy we mentioned earlier, real quick, um, Hunter Renfro. Yep. If these injuries are persisting with Ruggs and Brian Edwards, he's going to have a role. So um, I think Hunter Renfro, while those injuries are playing out, Definitely a play, even if I don't want to jinx it or anything. But, like, Darren Waller was a little dinged up this week. If he's got to miss a little bit of time, any of those guys being out is going to click him up. So I think he's kind of somebody to look at for people who are scrounging for some some starters right now. Deshaun Jackson got hurt. So any of those guys are – I've been looking at Jalen Rager. It was interesting you brought up the rookie wide receivers. I was kind of trying to, like, steer clear of it. But then I, they've impressed me. Yeah. They've come out pretty well. Uh, they all look really, really suited for the NFL, like almost every single one yeah. of them. So Jalen Rager might be a guy to look at here. Um, if they can get some of that figured out a little bit, Dallas Godair went down this weekend and Deshaun Jackson. So it's like, you know, these these guys are going to click up. Somebody's going to click up, and why not, why not Jalen Rager? He's a really talented kid. You guys got any more waivers? I was just going to throw out Cedric Wilson. I kind of thought he took all of CD Lamb's production. Oh. So not someone necessarily go get, just keep on your radar. And also Brandon Ayuk, watch him. Watch how yeah. uh, their relationship with Mullen, you know, kind of builds. And he might be, not necessarily this week, but kind of just keep on your radar. Of course, it's all, uh, just to point out again, it's it's all like tons of wide receivers. We're seeing that. Still so much depth that like if you, if you really needed to get into a wide receiver for a week, you can find the best matchup for that week and, and scoop them up. So if you've got easy waiver wires, go for it. Not really anything at running back, really, to speak of, that might be out there. You know, um, one one name I did have, we kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier, it was Brian Hill. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's time for somebody to pick him up. Um, Mark, <laughs> please listen to us again. If you're not going to trade him, pick him up. I mean, I, just seeing what I can see, I think it would be nice to have the other end of that backfield. Yeah. I, I think we're mostly, we're mostly seeing Brian Hill. We're not seeing much Edo Smith. So it's kind of leading us to believe what we see from Brian Hill is what we'll get. And he's yeah. looked pretty good. He looks great. He looks great. He does look good. And uh, I will say, Rich, on that one, since I already blew up my rationale for not drafting Brian Hill is Gurley's handcuffed by uh, getting that Buffalo situation by my uh, brilliant drop of Devin Singletary. That was right on time, wasn't it? So yeah, for Jake, the way Josh Allen runs the ball and commands that offense, I do not like the backfield in that Buffalo team. So I don't think it was wrong to get away from it, but you might as well just drop Moss and get totally away from it, you know, and go get 
Brian Smith for Zach Moss. Yeah. Brian Hill. Yeah. Brian Hill. Sorry. Yeah. Edo Smith, Brian Hill. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny. Devin Singletary got like 78% of the snaps, you know, on offense this week with Zach Moss being out. And it's like, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> and he was running through the middle gashing him, man. He looked good. Yeah. Well, my other guy I thought about dropping was Hardman. And I'm looking at this game. I'd, I'm glad I didn't drop Hardman. So I'll look at it that way, too. You can drop Hardman. Did you see the game tonight? When are you going to start him? Next week, maybe? I think you evaluated it pretty well on Hardman earlier, Brad, when you said that he's just kind of like that hit or miss guy. I don't know. He's going to be full on hit or miss. He hit today. You're never going to feel confident going into it starting. Once he gets that touchdown, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm glad I started him. If Watkins keeps getting banged up and, uh, you know, Demarcus Robinson isn't effective and all of a sudden he's the number two receiver by week 10 or something like that. What about that? Week 10? Yeah. Why not? Okay. So that's your project. I think I would have preferred the Hardman drop over getting out of the Buffalo backfield. You would have opted for that? I don't know. Yeah. Hardman almost had two touchies tonight, man. Dropped one. Yeah. No, I, I, we, we fully are aware of, we're just saying he's a boomer bust. And so now you're going to have to pick out that game. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I, I mean, there's options. Didn't you start him week one, Mark? Oh, yeah. That was a bust. And you didn't start him this week. And it was a boom. That was a boom. So you're going to start him again. And, it's it's be a bust, and he's right. going to drive you fucking nuts. So that's why I say there's so many wide receivers. Go get one that's just consistent. You're going to end up starting him maybe four times all year. And it's going to be a frustrating start. Throw him out to the waivers and let someone else, like, bite. You know, he's waiting till week 10. He already said maybe come week 10. He'll be like really so see my eyes. Yeah. So like, that means you're really, yeah. You're only getting four starts out of the guy dude. move on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to disagree on that one. We'll see how it plays out. I think he's going to have a pretty good role in KC before it's all said and done. I got you. I got you. I can see. I can see how it is. Yeah, I can. I can understand. That's what I try to do is understand the rationale. Like with Brad's trade, like yeah. with your with your moves, like at least understand the rationale. I I can't understand that where you go going, no man. Like I got this gut feeling. I don't know. Sammy Watkins not going to hang. Uh, Demarcus Robinson has looked like kind of shitty this year. So yeah, I get it. I get that other rationale. I just think there's just there's too many places for the ball to go. There's, you know, he's, he's too far down even at that stage because mm-hmm. there's still Kelsey, there's still Tyreek Hill, and now there's Dash. So I think those guys come first. Mm-hmm. But, That's a good point. But, yeah. Like, all right. Well, here's my rationale, Mark, to kind of like my last plea to please just go fucking get this guy. <laughs> go fucking get him. All right. So you have Mike Evans, yeah. Kenny Galladay, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, when are you starting Mikhail Hardman? Todd Gurley's knees go out, and we know they're going to go out, Mark. What are you going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? You can just plug in your starter and not even stress. I, I hear you. I do so agree. Just that... go get him, please, for the love <laughs> of all holy with this goddamn podcast. I watched Brian Hill uh, the last couple weeks. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's, it would be a smart move at this point. So I think I'll find some room on my roster. Brad, you're not getting it. Brad, there's somebody else he's dropping. He's going to be – that must mean he's dropping somebody else. Oh, well, that's fine. That's what it means, yeah. It's okay. probably, he's dropping right. Hooper. Hooper hasn't hey. done shit for him, so. That's fine. I'm cool with that, too. So, I just – you got to go get him. You got to secure – like, you rode this girly train out for as long. You got to at least <laughs> three secure three whole dude. weeks. <laughs> dude, that's a long time in girly time. It's like dog years, man. That's like two and a half seasons. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
the tension you must feel. Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been great. I'll say that much. Uh, uh, what do we got left, man? Do we got any? Dude, I got a couple tight ends. The, right. the guy I dropped, Eric Ebron, he's doing what he was supposed to have been doing the first two weeks. He got about 10 targets in that game, caught a touchdown. So he's out there. Go get him. Mo Ali Cox we talked about. And I wondered what you what you might think about Mr. Jimmy Graham, Mark. What's going on with that guy? Uh, well, I like his uh, position a lot better with Foles, I think. Uh, I've just, you know, I might have misjudged Foles a little bit. Uh, well, it's still one game. It remains to be seen, but it was a nice comeback. But, you know, this is kind of what Foles does. So what's going to happen when defenses are game planning for him and he's not the guy popping off the bench to be Superman? So, you know, that's what I wonder about. But at the same time, he's also a Super Bowl MVP. So there's that too. He kind of reminds me, like I've said this, I think, earlier, Kyle Orton-like. Yeah. Like him coming in as a backup, coming and replacing someone. He is so much better yeah. than when he goes into a season knowing I'm the guy. It's like something happens mentally with him where he's just not as focused. He doesn't hit those guys as right. But when it's the, he's like, yeah, I'm coming in here. I'm doing my job. This is perfect. He just seems like he's a different quarterback. So next year, I, I worry. But this year, like you guys said, I think he's going to be solid. One of those little notes for you guys. I had I have a pet peeve. You guys ever? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little high here, but uh, watching film. So I, this is like stuff I'll see when I watch film. I'll, I'll put down little notes or something here. But yeah, I have a pet peeve about games when they have games and they're like half sun and half mm, shade. Yeah, drives me fucking nuts. I can't see I anything. It. I hate it. It drives me nuts. What about you, Brad? You don't like that? No, I don't like that either. But I got another pet peeve. You want, yeah. you want to do like a round robin of pet peeves? This would be kind of fun. So why do they have morning games? They have eight to ten games in the morning and like three in the afternoon. Yeah. It's just like, shit, I got to do some shit in the after, in the morning. Well, good fucking luck. You yeah. just missed all the fucking games. Ten games. Like, ten yeah. versus three. It's like we can't go like eight and six or something. Yeah, yeah they should balance it. Yeah. I like that. That's probably a, East, a little East Coast bias. Probably why they stack all those games because of the time change. It's literally half the games are out east, half the games are out west. It's like that's why we have an NCAFC. Mm-hmm. Like for real, it's half the games. It's it's ratings, Mark. It's all about money. Don't let uh, my pet peeve, but I don't feel it anymore. Was when they used to have the fields like the Oakland Coliseum, where there's still the baseball diamond on the football field for a couple months until uh, October. I think Oakland was the last yeah. one that had it, but it was just like, God damn, these guys are out there playing on a baseball diamond. Yeah, there's dirt. <laughs> Come on. That always made me laugh. It's like, really? In the year 2020? Well, the Raiders got their new stadium, so I think they were the last one. There were a couple that had that for a while, though. Dude, that building looks bitching, yeah. though. That building in Las Vegas? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That looks so good. the Ram Stadium? Yeah. Oh, that, that place looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Jones is like, God damn Dude. it. <laughs> like, he's pissed. You have no idea when I went to that Bears-Rams game last year and went to UFC Stadium. <laughs> Big difference from where they're playing now. I'm like, damn, yeah, that game was in the hood. So this, this stadium looks awesome. Yeah, it's like a whole complex and shit. Yeah. It's like amazing. And yeah, whole fucking whole ordeal. Man. You know, it's another pet peeve of mine. And Mark, I actually wonder if you share this, this yeah. thing. Cheerleaders in NFL games. Oh, I don't get it. I get it. Like, dude, there's like a, I know you get it. I mean, we disagree. Like basketball court, a nice tiny basketball court. They come out, everyone can see them. 
But we're talking about this giant football. Like, you can barely see anything, let alone, like, the players. So, to me, it's like there's this little, like, uh, what's it called? Those guys that sit at the two clubs and just do dollars, you know, at the front. They don't actually pay for anything. They're just like, hey, give me a dollar. Here you go. There's, like, that row of people that watch them, and then that's about it. And no one else cares. So, All right, real quick, guys. A little preview for that Thursday night football game. Uh, it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, we got the Denver traveling to the Jets. Brad, any thoughts? Uh, looks like, I don't know, Jeff Driscoll might be serviceable as a Broncos quarterback. What'd you think? I mean, yeah, if you got an injury, need a spot start, maybe, yeah. Anyone against the Jets looks pretty good this right now. But I will say Melvin Gordon looks like he's, I will predict that he's going to have a nice little coming out party. Mm. So uh, I want to put him on my uh, top three going Ooh. forward. I know I can't really put him on there, but I do think he's going to have a top-notch game. Maybe about 22 points. I think, uh, I mean, the Jets suck, dude. I think he's going to be their featured point, and he's just going to run wild. I did I did think I saw maybe a report today that Philip Lindsay's feeling pretty well, so he might play. Just to forewarn you on that one. If he doesn't play, I could see what you're talking about. The Jets, the Jets truly do suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is a garbage game. Uh, man. Uh, one name, I mean, you you could maybe pick up a Braxton Berrios on a, on a Thursday night if they're still not playing any wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball, and they suck so bad that they're going to throw the ball. So, I mean, if no Fant, you need a spot start, get there. And then obviously, yeah, no Fant. Melvin Gordon is going to go on my boom list for Thursday if Philip Lindsay does not play. So we'll be talking already halfway through the game, so I don't want it to look like you get to pre-qualify. You're saying he's a boom already, pre-warning. He's that. a boom. Melvin Gordon's one of my booms, but he'll already be like fourth quarter. So if he's already going off, you're like, oh, well, yeah, dude, of course. <laughs> Let's call Braxton Berrios a, a spot start gem then too mm. on Thursday. Okay. How about that? A little spot start gem. We'll, we'll call it, uh, I don't know. We can tie those two words together or something. <laughs> <laughs> Rich's Hail Mary of the Week. Put him in your lineup yeah. and throw it up. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Do it up. <laughs> Need some action on Thursday? His averages of hitting is more than a Hail Mary. So <laughs> I'm just going to say it's like a deep 40-yard pass. Dope. He catches those. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was good shit, man. Another crazy Monday night to wrap it up. Uh, lots of uh, big fantasy scores got put up, and it was a fun week, man. It was fun to go over with everybody. and talks a little trade analysis and i don't know any thoughts in closing guys as we're heading into week four already so uh what do you think brad i'm like dk man i'm putting the league on notice man my team's here i put all my eggs in i'm gonna win the championship Uh oh jeez man i want it putting it down okay um what did i have oh i had a little note before we head out yeah, you know who I play next week? I play Toby. Oh, boy. Ouch. Thanks, Brad. This is awkward. I think I play yeah. the champ, uh, Jay, next week. That'll be a fun one. Ooh. All right. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Get into it now. All right. Should be a nice little close one. Let's start it off with a rip-roaring game on Thursday, yes. guys. Let's do it. Sweet, man. I'll be ripped. You guys can roar. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. All right, let's shut it down right there, guys, and catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Late Break for Twelve.
that. He had a frame of yeah. reference. I would just went with my gut feeling. 